My name is Ryan Stacey and welcome to the Hockey Minds Podcast. This podcast is powered by Instat, the leader in video and data analysis. Instat Hockey supports all levels of our game worldwide with video breakdowns and or scouting services. For more information, visit Instat on the web at instatsport.com or on Twitter at Instat Hockey. Today I'm drawn by Jason Barron, player development, goaltenders with the Erie Otters, and goalie coach with Ridley College. Possessing a great blend of drive and intelligence, Jason has a key grasp on the prospect of goalie development and ties in a number of different coaching and analytic applications in his overall process. Having climbed the ladder in multiple positions in the game, he offers a lot of great insight and adds another great episode to the Hockey Minds lineup. With that, I'm happy to present Jason Barron, player development goaltenders with the Erie Otters and goalie coach with Ridley College. Around this time each year, we see a lot of different sports happening at the same time. The NHL is moving along and the trade deadline's approaching, March Madness is just finishing up, and baseball is getting back into game action after spring training. And in golf, everyone's favorite tournament of the year is approaching, and the golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action to give you a shot to land in the green. This week... DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. You pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Jason Barron, player development goaltenders with the Erie Otters and goalie coach with Ridley College. Jason, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, it's definitely uh, great to have you on and uh, goalie development and goaltending coaches is something that we've only had, uh, you know, a few times here on the podcast thus far. And it's definitely not an area that I'm an expert in by any means, but uh, something that definitely interests me. And I'm sure listeners feel the same way. So before we get into some of the more technical stuff about your positions and your experience in the game, uh, just give listeners a little bit of background on yourself, including your upbringing, playing sports in your early years, and just some background on you. Yeah, I grew up uh, in St. Catharines in the Niagara region here in Ontario and um, grew up as, as a goaltender. I've, I've only played two games of player my entire life, so it was something that I think I came to honestly and naturally when I was young. Um, you know, grew up playing rep hockey here in the region um, and have always kind of been a little bit of a rink rat. You know, I was, I was the little kid that went to hockey games and had to be there when warm-up started. Um, so, you know, it's, I grew up in rinks, I grew up around hockey, you know, obviously being able 
to play at the rep level here growing up. And, you know, after I was done playing, kind of going into the coaching side of it, um, you know, it's, it's, I've always kind of had a love for, for the game and a passion for the sport and the position. And I've been, you know, really fortunate to be able to, you know, do that as, as, as a job now after my playing time. Definitely. And that passion uh, will obviously fuel you as you move forward. And, um, you know, you turn into a, a rink rat as a kid, generally leads to either coaching position or a scouting position. And, uh, you know, coming from the St. Catharines region, if you have a passion for sport and you're looking for that next step in your life, uh, a lot of times it kind of leads you to the Brock Spima program. Um, like myself, you were someone who went through that program as well. Maybe just give a, a quick overview of your time at that program and what you learned, uh, you know, that you take with you moving forward. Yeah, the, the Brock Sport Management Program was fantastic. Um, you know, it was something coming out of high school. I knew that I wanted to, you know, be in the business, kind of go into the business side of things. And, you know, I've always had a passion for the sport and the game. So with Brock being in my backyard and, you know, the program being as successful as it has been, I think it was a natural fit. And um, I was there for four years. I graduated in 2016. Um, and the program, you know, was great because you got to see a lot of different areas of the sport, whether that be, you know, um, human resources, marketing, um, finance, you know, you name it, they, they cover a lot of areas, um, you know, and as it kind of went to the later stages of, of my time at Brock, I had an opportunity in uh, third year to take on an independent study. Um, and I did that with Dr. Kirsty Spence who has a background in leadership and kind of oversees that element of the Brock sport management program. And um, I thought that was a little bit of a unique opportunity. It's kind of like a mini thesis, so to speak. Um, and I actually partnered it with, with coaching and, and leadership. And um, we did a, a study on coach athlete relationships pertaining to goaltenders um, at the Ontario Hockey League level using a couple different teams as case studies. And, you know, it was an opportunity, number one, to obviously get credits for graduation. But number two, it was a unique opportunity to maybe delve into, you know, something that would help me down the road as a coach um, and something that, you know, I was, I was really passionate about. And we partnered with a couple OHL teams and the whole premise of it was um, looking at, how relationships differ with goalie and goalie coach and goalie and head coach, head coach and goalie coach. And for me, it was an opportunity to learn from some people at levels that, you know, I aspired to, to get to in, in the coaching world. And, you know, it was a fantastic experience. You know, Dr. Spence is, is, is awesome. You know, I had a great relationship with her and was able to delve into the leadership side of things and, and learn a little bit, um, for down the road in my, in my coaching journey. And then fourth year provided the, the inter or the internship, um, which I did at Ridley where I am now. And I joined Mike McCourt and Amanda Wark, who are boys hockey director and our girls hockey director um, and their programs. And, you know, it, it's been awesome. Mike coached NCAA, Mike coached in the OHL and in, in Niagara and, Amanda's coached within Hockey Canada on the women's side of things. So, you know, it was another opportunity to to learn from, you know, some fantastic hockey minds. And, you know, 
obviously still being at Ridley, I find myself learning from them every day. So um, Brock, that program was fantastic. And, you know, I think if it wasn't for that program, I definitely wouldn't be kind of where I am today. Um, the experiences that I learned there, the friendships that I gained um, and people that, you now circle back. And now that you're done with the program within the hockey industry, you know, those relationships go far beyond the classroom. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I can second that in the fact that if it wasn't for Brock, I don't think I'd be in the game at all. I, I think I'd probably be uh, looking at a trade job here and uh, kind of going a completely different route. But uh, it's great to hear that you were able to capitalize on some of those independent projects and, and different ways to get involved with teams. The internship, obviously, with Ridley uh, led to a future job and just a lot of different opportunities and, and a lot of great teachers there as well. Um, as we've seen a number of these sport management uh, programs, whether it's a bachelor's degree or diploma, a uh, number that we've heard on the podcast. Um, you know, around that time, especially early uh, in the time at Brock, a lot of people will look for ways to get involved in the game. And uh, generally, it's not an internship in hockey operations. It's uh, maybe a little bit of a different route. And sometimes it might be something as, as simple as working retail and, and kind of learning the equipment and uh, just how to interact with players. And uh, one of my early experiences was actually with senior hockey and the Thorold Athletics. And ironically, the two owners there were Dave Marone and Rocky Vendetti. And they actually uh, ran a store that you worked at early on as well. So uh, maybe give them a quick plug and, and just talk about um, maybe that entry to sport that a lot of people often don't think about as being a place where you can maybe learn. Yeah, absolutely. I um I worked for, for Dave at Front Row Sports and Thorold for two and a half years. Um, you know, Dave, Rocky, Armando, Chris, Aaron, all those guys over there are awesome. It's funny, I kind of started off at the start of the podcast and called myself a rink rat. Those guys were involved in Thorold Junior B when um, my cousin my cousin played Thorold Junior B and I was probably four and five years old and I was the little kid running around the rink. So that's actually how I first met Dave and Armando way back when. Um, and then down the road when I was at Brock, um, you know, obviously I love all aspects of the game, a little bit of a, a goalie geek, I'd probably call myself. So, um, you know, how, having an opportunity to work in, in retail there and, um, you know, I think it's great in the sense that you have an opportunity not only to be around the position and, and people who play, but also, you know, it's your interpersonal skills and, and dealing in, in retail, dealing with people and, you know, later on going into the private coaching, some of those same people that I dealt with in retail were some of the ones that I dealt with, um, with, with coaching hockey within the region. So um, no, those guys, those guys are awesome. There's a lot of hockey guys over there. Some of my best friends I worked with in my time at front row and um, we still get together often and, and talk about, you know, our time back in Thoreau when we were at the store, I'll, I'll work in there throughout the latter part of high school and into university. Yeah, for sure. Just a, a great atmosphere. And I found, um, you know, awesome. just the stories and, and the things that Armando would say for sure. Um, you know, I learned a lot in those bus rides and, and just interacting with the team there. You talk yeah. about kind of moving into uh, some of the private coaching and, and working on the ice more so than the retail just break down your initial experiences in minor hockey and maybe starting uh, in your time with the Niagara North Stars, you know, how much of a learning curve was associated with these roles and just give people a general overview of that initial experience. Well, I, I always enjoyed coaching when I was back in, in high school. I 
was working with Ben Vanderklok when I was a goaltender myself and Ben's the goalie coach in Nashville with the Predators. And, you know, he had some opportunities at different camps and clinics for guys to help out and get involved. And it's something that I kind of really took a shine to. Um, and then still when I was in high school, even before I was with Niagara North, um, I was with an organization called the St. Catharines Hurricanes, which is a, a MD program, which is similar kind of to a, a single A type um, program. And my my coach actually, when I was in Tyke, um, was Jamie and Lori McDonald. Um, and they were still coaching with an MD program and they had a novice team and they needed somebody to work with the goalies. And I kind of bumped into them at the rink one day and they asked if I'd be interested in, you know, just coming on every so often to work with the goalies. Well, next thing you know, I was on the bench. Um, I was traveling. It's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a guy who, if you're going to do it, you're going all in. So, um, you know, I ended up with them for three years with, with that organization and working with just young guys from novice to major Adam. Um, and then from there, um, went into work with, with Niagara North, with their Bantam team for two years, uh, with the 98 age group and the 99 age group. Um, and I actually had, uh, Dylan Wells in my first year coaching in Niagara North. Um, for those who don't know Dylan, he's a 1998 birth goaltender, uh, played in Peterborough from 16 to 20 and is now a draft pick with the Edmonton Oilers and currently in, in Bakersfield with the Condors in the AHL. So Dylan and I um, started working together when, when he was 13 um, and still, you know, in the off season when, you know, the NHL and, and the AHL were down, we, we still skate to this day and someone I have a phenomenal relationship with. And, um, you know, I was there for two years working with the 98 age group and the 99 age group. And, um, it was a really, really cool experience now going from kind of grassroots, you know, young goaltenders to now, you know, kids a year away from their draft year. Um, you know, we had three of the four goaltenders in those two teams drafted to go into the OHL with Riley Daniels, Dylan Wells, obviously, and Zach Moore. Um, so it was a little bit of a little bit of a change going from grassroots, obviously, to you know, pretty competitive within the minor hockey landscape. But, um, you know, a lot of the things that I, I learned at the, as a coach during that time from the relationship aspect, um, you know, the technical side of things, I still carry with me now. I find, you know, no matter what experience you're in, you're always learning, whether it be, you know, way back then or, you know, where I am at right now, every day is a new learning experience. And, you know, as a coach, you not only learn from other coaches and different resources, but I think you learn from your athletes as well. And, you know, everybody that I've worked with, you pull something away from every different athlete. Yeah. And at the minor hockey level, it really is a great training ground. And just the, the relationships that you, you make with the players, you can take so much away from that experience. And whenever you learn something and, and work on your skills, you always want to keep challenging yourself. And a lot of times for coaches, uh, especially a more technical coach, like a goaltending coach, you just want to see what you can do at that next level. And the next jump for you would be Pelham and junior B mm -hmm. talk about the unique nature of goalies at that level with, you know, some different development curves and just the experience of coaching at the junior B level overall. Yeah. I went into um, Pelham with, uh, with Wes Wolf actually, who um, I know has 
been a part of the podcast. Um, and Wes and I coached together in Pelham. I was there, you know, for, for one season. Now you go into junior hockey and a um, little bit unique. I was obviously done playing at this point and finished playing before the end of my junior window age-wise. So I was actually coaching in Pelham Junior B when I was age eligible to be a 20 year old on the team. Um, so there were guys on the team that were the same age as me, which was, you know, a unique experience, obviously. Um, and, you know, we weren't a strong team. Um, but I think I learned so many different things that season and, you know, nights with your goaltenders where maybe things don't go your way. And, you know, as a coach, you, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer. You don't coach goaltenders, you coach people who are goalies. And, you know, what I learned through, through that experience and the highs and lows of, you know, the wins and the losses. And, you know, unfortunately there were more losses than wins that season, but, um, you know, there's the relationship aspect, obviously. And then, you know, just helping the goaltenders get through the mental side of maybe an off night or maybe a night where it didn't go your way on the scoreboard. But at the same time, you know, you actually put your best foot forward and you didn't get the result. So with having a team that, you know, maybe wasn't as strong, obviously, I think I learned a lot as a coach on just, you know, managing the emotional side of the game with with the goaltenders. Because I think so much of what we do is mental. Goaltender, you know, goalies are a unique position where, you know, everything that gets past us ends up with a physical number on the scoreboard and you know it could be something you could have done better or at times you know it's maybe just just a good goal Uh, but I think the relationship side of it and you know helping those guys through the mental ups and downs of wins and losses with kids now in the junior age bracket I think was a phenomenal experience as a coach and you know although you know we were in the lower part of the standings, you know, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I think, you know, every experience that I have brings me to where I am today and you take different things away from, from every place that you're at. For sure. I think it's a a great statement there that, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go through the, the maybe tougher or losing experiences a lot of times just to, again, work on the mental skills, different things and goaltenders, players, they all go through um, different aspects in their own, positions but uh, a great opportunity for you to learn and kind of do something uh, a little bit different than what you've done before and not many guys and you know I I thank those guys not many not many guys would take a chance on a goalie coach who's eligible to play on your team Um, you know being being 20 years old and um, but you know with with Wes Wolf and and Nick Denhan and Ivan Sherwa, Todd Clayton you know Tim you know, all those guys, I think, you know, there are so many things that I learned that year on the coaching side of things that, you know, I look back today and, you know, make me, make me a better coach. Yeah. And another place where coaches can really learn a lot and learn from others is in short term programs and tournaments. And, uh, you know, you've been able to work in a number of those throughout your career, just some that I saw in your resume program of excellence, uh, working with the OMHA, OHL cup, uh, gold cup, sorry and even Hockey Canada. Just talk about some of these short-term experiences that you've had and maybe some of the takeaways uh, just from being involved in, and getting to work with some elite players. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I worked with the under 15 program with the OHL and the OHF. Um, and it was kind of cool how that all evolved. Um, I started out, you know, when I was coaching in Niagara North, I applied to be, you know, a coach within the U15 program in Windsor. And I was there for two years. Um, and different OHL coaches come in and are on the ice running the sessions and you're interacting and you're learning from these guys and picking their brain. Um, and then down the road after I joined on in Erie, I actually went into a couple of those U15 programs and worked on the goalie development side of things and, and running that. Um, so, you know, I, I think especially early on learning from guys at levels that, you know, I aspire, I aspired to get to, um, and then going back, you know, as someone who was with Erie, um, you know, later on kind of in that, in that sequence, going back and working with minor hockey coaches and learning from those guys. Cause you know, I think no matter the level, any coach you work with, you can take something away from, um, and you know, you're always kind of learning and evolving. So I was kind of learning on both sides of it. I was, you know, there as a minor hockey coach and learning from the OHL guys. And then I came back and did some of the goalie development and, you know, was able to interact with, you know, the minor hockey coaches and again, learn on the other side of it, learn, you know, what it's like for them, you know, with their AAA guys or their, um, you know, there's some junior coaches there as well. So I think you're able to take something away from every interaction that you have with a coach, no matter the level. Yeah, all great points. And uh, I always love that too. Sometimes you could be at a higher level and you look back and maybe it's a new trend that's being developed in minor hockey and, and these kind of things that a lot of times uh, you can even learn, as you said, kind of from people maybe below you uh, in terms of their positions. But all great uh, learning experiences. And you have obviously worked to build your skill set. And today you work with Ridley and Erie. Starting with Ridley, talk about your role in that program and the opportunity to work with goaltenders in the prep loop. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, actually, you had just, you had talked about the, the gold cup. And when I was at the gold cup in 2016, I want to say my year might be wrong. Um, but I actually had, uh, four goaltenders, Jacob Ingham, who's now in LA's organization, uh, Lucas file, who went on to play in Kitchener, um, Tanner Shepard, who was drafted to Hamilton and Blair Coffin, who was drafted to Sarnia and, um, Lucas actually, before going to Kitchener played for us at Ridley. So kind of the OHL gold cup, who I was with those guys prior to the tournament working kind of player development and preparation. I was with Lucas there. And then that kind of overlapped into him being with us at Ridley, um, in my third season at Ridley, I believe that was. Um, and then obviously he went on to play in Kitchener. Um, so, you know, with, with Ridley, I, I joined, obviously, like I said earlier, through my internship in sport management and our athletic director, Jay Treadway, um, you know, kind of offered me a position along with Mike McCourt and Amanda Work, who are hockey directors, to um, be in a goalie development side of things be on the bench with our boys team as, as an assistant coach um, and then work with some of the hockey operations, some of the video stuff. Um, you know, for me, one of the reasons why that internship 
with Broxport management was so enticing was, you know, at Ridley, I could have my hand in a lot of different things and learn in a lot of different areas. You know, obviously I had some background on, on the goalie side of things, but in addition to that, you know, going to Ridley, I've, I've done stuff in, um, you know, hockey operations, travel coordination, all that sort of stuff. Then furthering into um, to the video side and clipping stuff in from in game, whether it be video review with with our with our goaltenders or our players, um, and then you know further from that, um, going in and and working on on both sides with with our boys and our girls goaltenders within practices and games. So it was an opportunity to be have my hand and learn in a lot of different areas. And, you know, those are still areas that I work with during my time there right now. And, you know, I find I've been there now, this is my seventh year there. And, you know, you're still learning every day, you know, every day it's like, it's like going to school. Um, You know, you learn from whether it be Mike or Amanda, you know, our assistant coaches and Zach Jones or Celeste Doucette um, or our athletes themselves, you know, the, the programs built, um, and, and, and grown, you know, light years in, in the seven years that I've been there, you know, our girls team has a number of division one commits. Um, our boys team currently has 14 OHL draft picks. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to work with some fantastic, you know, people on the goalie side of things. We've, we've had, you know, five goaltenders in the last five years that were either currently in the program or, had graduated from the program that either committed to play NCAA or playing in the OHL. Um, so, you know, we've had a lot of success um, and, you know, Ridley has really allowed me to learn and grow in a lot of different areas, you know, outside of goaltending too. One of the big things with going on the bench with the boys side was I wanted to learn more about, you know, stuff on the side of, of players within the game. Like, you know, um, different system stuff. And I thought that was something as a coach that I could really, you know, work to grow and being on the bench, you know, with Mike has provided that opportunity being in practice settings with both the boys and the girls, you know, you're learning every day. For sure. And, and, you know, when you get to work in both boys and female, I think it's a, you know, a different perspective. Definitely uh, the game changes a little bit and um, again, just different interactions and it's great to have those experiences and, you talk about just all the different aspects that you got to deal with both in your internship and today uh, being behind the bench, learning about systems, some video work you hinted at, uh, you know, it's really grown your, your overall ability in, in coaching and development. And I think it's a perfect transition then into your eerie role, which is one of the more unique positions that I've heard of after looking into it a little bit more. So for people who uh, maybe don't know your position, just talk about how you kind of moved into your position in eerie and the tasks that you deal with on a, you know, daily to weekly basis. Yeah. You know, sometimes opportunity presents itself when you least expect it, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, Dave Brown, um, has been absolutely phenomenal with me. Um, I got to know Dave a little bit through my time at Ridley when prior to being an Erie, Dave was the GM with the Niagara Ice Dogs and our head coach at Ridley, Mike McCourt was, was his head coach there. Um, so I got to know Dave a little bit, um, with some interactions, obviously working with, with Mike at Ridley. Um, and I wanted to make that jump into the OHL and this would have been back in 2017. 
Um, there were a couple teams that had, you know, publicly their goalie coaches had moved on to opportunities in the NHL and they were looking to hire. Um, and so I had put kind of my, my name in um, for maybe, you know, a potential interview at an opportunity. And, and Erie wasn't one of those teams, but I had built a little bit of a relationship with Dave and I approached Dave and I said, you, you guys have a goalie coach. I'm, I'm not trying to be your goalie coach. There's been a couple of teams within the league that have had their goalie coaches move on. And I put my name in and, you know, may get an opportunity just having, you know, built a relationship with, with you. Um, I'd love to just sit down with you and just kind of bounce. I had a little bit of a portfolio that I was putting forward. I said, I just want to see your, your opinion from a GM side. I'm not looking for a job. Um, it was more of what they call in the sport management program, an information interview, which is kind of your learning. You're not going in an interview for a job. You're just going in um, to learn and get information on, you know, maybe that level or what opportunities at that level might look like. So I sat down with Dave and just kind of showed him what I had kind of put together to see number one, if, you know, they find they would find it useful at that level. You know, number two, is it practical? You know, it's one thing to have an idea, but it's another thing to put it into practice and and have it, you know, hopefully pay dividends. Um, and I sat down at a Tim Hortons with with Dave in, in Niagara for about just over two hours. Um, and little did I know at the end of the information interview, um, him and the head scout at that time, Scott Halpenny, had, you know, kind of came up with the idea of this position that I'm I'm currently in. Um, which is overseeing our goaltending development um, within our organization and working with our prospects here in Ontario. Um, Shane Clifford works with the goalies up in Erie on a day-to-day basis and and does a great job. I have a great relationship with Shane. Um, But my lane is more so our prospects, similar to at the NHL level, how you have a goalie coach and maybe you have a goalie development coach. Um, So I I work with our prospects to – monitor their game progress. Um, we've put together personalized individual player development profiles through um, kind of the last year in this, in this shutdown. It's been, you know, a really unique opportunity to grow on the development side of things. So that's been, you know, a fantastic project that we've, we've built with, with our players and myself with the goaltenders. Um, and then I help out with the goalie specific scouting on the U16 side the U18 side and um, our import draft. Um, And then the advanced analytics side. Um, So I deal with pre-scouts of opponents um, that we play. So from a remote standpoint, obviously I'm, I'm not in Erie, but I deal with the team with our goalie pre-scouts and the advanced analytic component that go along with uh, the goalie position within our organization. Um, so it's been it's been phenomenal. Um, you know, I've been there now for for four years, um, and what I what I loved about it was this was a position that wasn't necessarily there before, and like you kind of said, was a unique position. So for me, it was an opportunity to build something. Um, and in my head, I I wanted it to be kind of like a like a department, kind of everything everything goaltending, you know, helping with scouting, helping with pre-scouts, helping with analytics, 
Um, you know, really doing anything that I can to help our prospects and help our team, you know, be the best that they can be. Um, and, you know, I, I owe a lot to Dave, um, you know, our, our ownership group with, with Jim Waters, who is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it's been, it's been a really, really cool last, last four years, just how this position has kind of, you know, evolved and, you know, all the lessons that I've, that I've learned with interacting with our phenomenal staff that we have with our team, whether that be, you know, our scouting staff who works extremely hard or, you know, Dave Brown, Scott Grieve, or coaching staff. Um, it's been a unique experience and it's been, you know, absolutely invaluable. It's been fantastic. Yeah, such a unique opportunity. I mean, it, it's it's one of those situations where, uh, again, you know, opportunity comes up when you least expect it and you, you're really just going in to learn. And at the same time, you're almost uh, creating your own interview in a sense to to kind of push yourself into a position and uh, that yeah. seems to be the way it went anyway. I had, I had no clue, you know, we sat down for two and a half hours. I had no clue that this was, you know, even on, on his radar. Um, I just really wanted to use it as an opportunity to learn. And, you know, if I did down the road, get, you know, an interview with a team with an opportunity where, you know, the coach had moved on to, to the next level, you know, that I would be well prepared. And, you know, I built a relationship with Dave. He's a fantastic person and, I've learned so much from him in my time there, but, you know, just an opportunity to sit down and, and learn from him was what I was going in hopeful for. And, you know, it evolved to this, which was, you know, something I could have never anticipated or imagined. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, you know, we keep looking at some of the experiences that you've had and, and different things you've done in the game. And one that you talked about early on is, uh, you know, working with the Ben Vanderklok goaltending program. Uh, again, maybe just give some more information on that program and what you learned working there over a number of years. Yeah, Ben and I, Ben and I have been together since, uh, geez, um, 2007, I think. Um, and in varying different capacities, like when I started with Ben, I was, you know, a high school student who was an instructor at, you know, organization clinics and, um, he's someone I've, I've you know, learn so much from and built a great friendship with, um, you know, it's invaluable to have, you know, someone at the national hockey league level that you consider a friend who you're able to, you know, just pull information from, pick their brain. Um, Cause at the end of the day, the game is constantly evolving. And as a coach, you need to evolve and be innovative. And, you know, over my time there, you know, I've evolved so much as a coach and obviously owe a lot of that to, you know, with Ben, um, the hockey world's a small world. It's funny. Um, before Ben was in Nashville, he was the goalie coach in Niagara, um, where the head coach was Mike, who was at Ridley. The GM was Dave, who's in Erie. It's a, it's a small world. Um, but you know, we've been together, you know, obviously now with him being in Nashville, um, we run programming together in the off season. Um, and then during the year, you know, I do lessons with our, with our minor hockey programs, uh, here in Niagara. Um, but no, he's been, he's been fantastic. Um, and you know, it's, it's great to just be able to pick his brain if, whether that be, you know, an on ice type of thing, an off ice type of thing. I know how much I've grown in my time with him, And, you know, obviously I can't thank him enough for all that, you know, he's, he's helped me with, with my, with my career and being able to learn and evolve. 
Yeah, I think there's just so many opportunities in private hockey, especially to learn from people. And uh, I know recently working with Andrew Piercy, who was a guest on our podcast, um, you know, a few weeks back, somebody that taught me a lot. And it sounds like you've had to kind of say in uh, almost like a mentorship situation where you're able to learn a lot. And, uh, you know, it's kind of evolved into a role here that you've been able to do for a number of years. So absolutely really great to hear it. It's been, it's been really cool too. I mean, you know, obviously like everyone in Ontario here, you know, excited for an opportunity to at some point be back in the rinks. Um, but with, with the NHL going on, you know, oftentimes night in and, and night out, you know, I'm either, you know, doing lessons or, you know, we have stuff going on with, with OHL games, um, you know, but it's provided an opportunity to really sit back and watch a lot of NHL. And, you know, I've, with him being in, in Nashville, I've, I've watched a lot of their games. I've watched a lot of games around the league and kind of used that as an opportunity to try and take different things away that, you know, you can learn from and grow, you know, as um, when you have an opportunity to get back into playing hockey within Ontario here. So that's, you know, been a little bit of a, a unique opportunity too to, you know, take maybe some stuff that you're seeing in game film. And I know I've worked a lot with, with our Erie prospects video wise um, with NHL tape and kind of one of the things that I've said to these guys, it's a unique situation obviously with not being able to play right now. But I think too, it's an opportunity to leave no stone unturned in your development process. And, you know, whether that's learning from guys that you do stuff similar to um, you know, we've done a lot of stuff, with um you know hand-eye coordination um some character development stuff you know Erie's done a great job with putting together a program for their athletes that way but I think you know it's been really cool here although we all want to be on the ice it's maybe given us a little bit of time to dedicate to things that we maybe normally wouldn't have time to dedicate to and finding unique ways to improve ourselves you know aside from just being on the ice yeah, just using every opportunity and uh, kind of making the the best out of a tough situation. But, Absolutely. Uh, you know, a great point there. And building off of the private hockey conversation that we just had, uh, you know, a lot of people maybe look at private hockey as an entry point sometimes to maybe learning things before taking it to the team side. From your experience, how important do you feel it is to have that private experience before going into a team setting? Or is it something that's maybe not always necessary? I think, I think every opportunity is unique. Um, and you never know if, when, or in what form an opportunity might arise for, for you. Obviously, myself, I kind of started out with private coaching. And, you know, through your time in, in private coaching, you, you know, you learn a lot about being a coach. And you're in the team setting, and you learn more. Maybe you learn different angles as a coach. I, I don't I don't know if you can necessarily say that, you know, it's, it's a must. I think, you know, everybody's, everybody's opportunities come in different forms. And, you know, if it's an opportunity to get involved in the sport in a private coaching and, and maybe learn from some other private coaches, I think that's great. If it's an opportunity to be in a team setting and learn from other coaches, I think that's, you know, that's great. I think it's more so making the most of, you know, whatever opportunity presents itself. Yeah, that's uh, a great, uh, you know, evaluation of that question. And uh, it really does come down to every situation. And that's kind of the way that I uh, felt when kind of looking at that question as well. And 
Um, sometimes it's actually harder maybe to work in private hockey just because it's much more skill developed based and uh, you really got to know your your technicalities, especially in the goaltending position more than anything. So yeah, uh, I definitely agree in that sense. Yeah, you're all you're always learning. I mean, when I started out in private coaching, I was working obviously with Ben and and learned from him and you know, in a team setting, obviously we've kind of went through kind of my journey on the coaching side of things. And, you know, every level that you go to, you pick up something different, whether that be, you know, when I started out with the little novice guys, you know, whether that be into AAA, into junior, you know, obviously into, you know, working with, with the OHL guys, I think no matter what level you're at, no matter what opportunity it presents that presents itself, it's about making the most of that opportunity. And, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, we say to our athletes about leaving no stone unturned in your development. I think that goes for being a coach too. You know, every opportunity is, you know, is a way that you can work to move forward and learn and be the best version of yourself. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, uh, you know, continuing on some goalie questions here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times in teams, even at the NHL level, OHL level, um, and, and Europe, and uh, you know all of the different leagues, uh, a lot of times teams will have a goalie-specific scout. From your maybe thought process on even the higher levels, if you'd like to go into that route, how important do you think it is to have somebody maybe with a different background to kind of evaluate goalies and uh, maybe even work as just a crossover scout providing information from time to time? Yeah, I think, you know, Goaltending is a little bit unique in that we see everything from the back end out um, and you see plays develop. Um, and that was, you know, kind of going back to Ridley. Um, and I was saying when I had the opportunity to go on the bench there and systems wise, that was an area I wanted to grow because I wanted to learn more about, you know, everything that's going on around us and just being a student of the game. Um, you know, I think having someone to do a goalie specific evaluation is important. You know, you see it a lot at the NHL level where either A, they have a goalie scout or B, the goalie development coach does um, a lot of those evaluations. Um, speaking to our setup within Erie, I think it's it's fantastic. We have our regional guys who, um, you know, obviously go out, go in night in and night out and see guys and put in reports and um, they may flag certain guys and I may go and do something a little bit more from just a goalie specific standpoint kind of you know when you're in the development world you know i think it's important to pick up on you know different traits that goaltenders have that you can tie into to develop um so i think having a someone that can do a goalie specific evaluation is is important um you know i think it's it's unique there were we're part of a team setting but the goalie specific position has you know a different language, different movements. Um, you know, I think the IQ piece is is huge. You know, you talk about a player and coach always talks about, you know, how well a player maybe sees the ice. You know, we're, we're the same goalie-wise in anticipating plays. And because um, at the end of the day, you know, the game of hockey as you get into the higher levels and playing with better players, it's not necessarily a game of shots, but a game of situations. And guys who are oftentimes able to, you know, make the best evaluations of those situations have have the highest success. So I think, um, you know, having someone that can go in with background knowledge of the position and maybe tie into some of the technical aspects 
of the goaltender, I think is important. Um, at the end of the day, our job is to stop the puck um, and to keep the puck out of the net. Um, and I know our scouting staff, you know, in Erie does a great job at identifying different guys um, because there's a lot of ground to cover with all the different leagues. Um, but, you know, when you're kind of trying to make projections, I do think having a goalie specific component or a goalie specific evaluation is important within that. Yeah, just really playing to people's strengths. And and sometimes that could be scouts in certain positions, which I've, I've seen in the past as well. Some guys evaluate defensemen better than the forwards and, and vice versa. So always good to, uh, you know, kind of put your, your, your best people in a position to, to utilize their knowledge and their talents to succeed. And uh, you talk about just having that extra information and, and maybe going in and doing your own projects. And, you know, at all levels of the game, analytics are starting to pop up and become more prominent. And even from my experience with older players and younger players, it tends to be the younger players who are more uh, intrigued by it and maybe receptive to it just because it is something that they've kind of become accustomed to from day one from maybe working with private clients and even in team setting. How often do you see younger players looking for that information? And in terms of overall goalie analytics, how far do you see uh, that going in terms of where it is now and where it could potentially go a few years down the road? Yeah, I, I think within minor hockey, you know, you don't necessarily see it as much because obviously you need someone there to do the legwork with it, right? You know, when, as you work with higher levels, there's more manpower, maybe different guys in different roles within the staff. Um, and, you know, I think every season I'm, I'm always evolving kind of what we do analytically from a goalie specific standpoint. Um, but I think with analytics, it's important to contextualize it. And sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit of a, um, you know, it's, it's something that everybody really looks at within the hockey industry. Um, and I always say with, with my goaltenders, I don't, I don't show them a lot of analytics per se, um, unless it's warranted. I always say, you know, analytics for me doesn't dictate necessarily what I teach, but I use it as a tool to supplement what, what, what I teach with the goaltenders. So, you know, for example, um, you know, a lot of times, obviously it all, it all adds up um, with what you're seeing analytically and, you know, what you're seeing visually. Um, I don't think so much with the younger kids, you know, I think for me, it's important for them to have a strong foundation. You know, when you get older and, you know, maybe you're, working a little bit more on the patterns within the game, you know, and maybe what's going on around you versus what necessarily you're doing yourself. I think that's when it comes into play a little bit more, but I find with the young kids, you know, I think it's just really important to work on the foundational skills, you know, your mobility, you know, your tracking, you know, your technique, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can, you can be, you know, very you can understand things on the analytical side but skill wise you need to have those foundational skills when you're young to be able to put yourself in the right position to have success so i think i think as you grow older in the game and you know maybe you have the mental capacity to understand what those analytics mean a little bit more i think it starts to come into play more so as they get older than with the younger kids personally yeah, it's it's a much more useful tool. Obviously, if you're kind of giving it to them, we're at a stage where uh, 
you know, maybe the, like you said, the grassroots in the, in the baseline of their game hasn't been developed. They can't really properly um, add it into kind of their thought process and evaluation. So, uh, you know, a, a great point in that, you know, statement. And uh, another thing we're talking about, obviously goalies, you know, you want to make sure they have that uh, certain skill set before working on new things. And it kind of leads to the topic of goaltenders taking maybe longer to develop, uh, you know, you look at the NHL level, generally you don't see a goalie step right into the, the top level, whereas forwards and defensemen maybe a year or two down the road um, a lot of times look to make that transition. Why do you feel that is the case with goaltenders? And is it something that you think uh, we see changing, you know, in the next number of years? Or is it kind of something that will kind of be part of the process moving forward? Um, I think everybody, you know, kind of develops at, at their own rate. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the way that skill development's going with, with players as well, like some of the things that guys are able to do now are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and the speed of the game, you know, I always say to, you know, people who go and watch games, whether it be the OHL, the NHL, like, you know, sometimes when you're watching it from up top, you don't understand how fast everything is at ice level. Um, and, you know, goaltenders have different paths. I think, you know, at the end of the day, part of it is, you know, there's only two positions on every team. Um, but, you know, I think it's, as guys go along, you want them, it's, there's always kind of that ladder that you're going up developmentally. You know, when you're young, it's about, like I said earlier, your foundational skills, your movement, your technique, you know, as you get older it's a little bit more of that IQ piece and how guys understand the game and and patterns within it Um, whether that be you know how a play might develop whether that might be opponent recognition Um, there's lots of different things that go into it Um, and at the end of the day you know a lot of times you get that through through experience and you know I think the guys who in order, in order to climb the hockey ladder, I always call it, I don't necessarily say what that next level might be for you, but if you're going to climb the hockey ladder, you need to make sure that you're impactful and you know doing a good job at the level that you're currently at. And sometimes it takes more time for guys. Like, you know, you talk about rookies going into to the OHL, you know, not just 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. You know, it's, it is a phenomenal league with, with, with great hockey players. And there's a learning curve involved in that. It's a hard league for any rookie goaltender. You know, you can look at, you know, anybody who's came into the league. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer for those guys to get acclimated and to have, you know, consistent success at the level that you're at. And I think it's important to remember that in order to take that next step up the hockey ladder, you need to be, you know, the best version of yourself that you can be at the level that you're currently at. Sometimes that takes a little bit more time. So I think that is a little bit of the maturity process and and growth within the goalie specific position at the end of the day, you know, as you get to play in better leagues and with world-class players, sometimes there's an adjustment process. And for everybody, that time frame's a little bit different for some guys. It's a little bit longer, which maybe in time makes that, you know, development or maturation of, of, of goalies, you know, maybe a little bit of a longer window than say that of players. Yeah. And you never want to rush development. And I think even and for forwards and defense, we're seeing uh, some teams look to utilize maybe a longer process. I know one team that everybody talks about is the Detroit Red Wings. And 
and how they definitely don't force uh, any player into the lineup. Um, you know, we're seeing a little bit of a shift in that trend lately, but still kind of uh, patient. And I think with goaltending being such a you know vital position for team success, and oftentimes it comes down to one, uh, maybe two goaltenders really making a big impact for for a championship team. You really want to make sure that uh, you're doing your due diligence and making sure that those players are ready to go. Our goal as a goaltender is to see the game in slow motion. And anytime that you take the next step in that hockey ladder, the game is going to be faster. And it takes time and it takes experience for that to slow down. And, you know, the goaltenders who oftentimes have the best, you know, the most success are the guys who are able to see it in slow motion, able to anticipate, able to connect the dots. And a lot of times that comes through experience. And sometimes that experience just takes time. Yeah, and one of those players who a lot of people may say uh, has worked on that craft and, and slowing the game down and had a lot of success over the years is a goalie from Nashville and Pekka Rene. Uh, one of those goalies that came from Europe and was part of that uh, you know European goaltending trend that we've seen over the uh, number of years there that kind of changed the style a little bit. You know, Similar to that, obviously with more European goaltenders in different countries producing hockey players, you know, social media has taken off and we're seeing different skill development trends. Uh, you know, there's a number of different videos being posted on new techniques and things like that. Kind of fusing those two elements of the the cultural differences in the position and then the technological things we're seeing. How often do you find yourself maybe changing your philosophies or uh, kind of reinventing the way you uh, teach the position? I I think, you know, you're constantly evolving and you're constantly learning. And the minute that you, you know, the minute that you stop learning is, you know, the minute when, you know, people pass you. Um, you know, I think as the game, you know, as the games became so much faster and so much more skilled, um, you know, I find myself looking, you know, whether it be, you know, North America, Europe, you know, different coaches. I always, I talk with my goaltenders all the time because, you know, guys that I work with privately maybe have, team goalie coaches or guys that, you know, we have within our system with the otters have private goalie coaches. And I always, my first thing that I always ask guys is, you know, is there anything, you know, that's maybe different or anything, you know, that I could take from to learn and evolve and seeing different vantage points. Um, You know, we have, we have different league events where the goalie coaches, you know, are able to come together um, whether that be through the OHF or through the OHL. And those are some of my favorite days of the year because, you know, there's some incredible, incredible minds, you know, right here and right here in our province, never mind, you know, worldwide, obviously. Um, but, you know, as a coach, those experiences, I think you learn so much from and, you know, you're constantly evolving. I think you've seen, you know, obviously there's been a shift kind of over the last, you know, 10 years and goaltenders. And, um, you know, I think right now you're seeing a lot of guys that, you know, obviously, you know, size is one thing. You see that goaltenders are becoming bigger. I am, you know, a personal believer that you need skill, you know, 100% of the time. You need size, you know, 20 to 25% of the time, whether that be, you know, extending a leg, reaching an arm, using your size to look through traffic. But at the end of the day, that skill component is so so important your ability to move you know your ability to track the puck your ability to read plays um and you know the european you see some european guys that are 
you know, come over and they're, they're big men, right? And they're, I joke, I say they're built like dressers. Like they're big, they're, you know, wide shoulders. They cover a lot of space, but they're so skilled. They're able to move, you know, they're able to get into position. They're able to track the puck. They compete so hard, which I think is a, is a huge element. Um, so, you know, I think, I know in watching like online stuff, especially, you know, during the shutdowns here, um, you know, it's provided an opportunity to learn from, from different guys on different webinars, whether that be guys within North America, guys internationally in Europe. Um, you know, you see a lot of guys, you know, in the NHL from Europe, whether it be the Finns, the Swedes, the Russians. Um, and, you know, we have, we have some great homegrown goaltenders here in North America as well um, that, you know, are extremely skilled. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with your young years and building that, that foundation of skill. Yeah, all great points there. And uh, it's really interesting just to see the the goaltending position kind of change over time and, and seeing the influx of, of players from different nations and then North American hockey and the development process changing as a result and the constant, uh, you know, kind of wave of, of development is just uh, very interesting. And uh, again, not an area of my expertise by any means, but it's still something that interests me and, and something that a lot of people will continue to monitor as time moves on. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's important to always learn to always evolve. Um, you know, I, it's one thing, you know, I, I think back to, you know, our goalie stable that we have in Erie right now. And one thing I will say is, you know, all the guys that we have in our organization have private goalie coaches and you kind of touched on that earlier and they're guys that, you know, I've, I check in on, um, you know, to see what's, what's going on, you know, with their day-to-day stuff, whether it be, you know, Nolan Lalonde, who's, from Kingston and works with Corey Cooper, um, who does a phenomenal job. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, Ben West to, or, or Forbes Anderson who's in Toronto. And, you know, I know those guys work with, with, with Dave Belitsky. Um, and I know Dave quite well. And, you know, you talk with those guys and you bounce different ideas off each other. Number one, you know, cause you're all pulling the same rope. You want to, you know, all work together to help the kid be the best version of themselves. And number two, because you're always learning and evolving. You're always learning from those coaches. And, you know, I think if, if you can take away, you know, one thing from, from anyone that you come into contact with within the hockey world, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're adding that to be, you know, to help you be the best version of yourself as a coach. Yeah. And that constant development uh, really is fueled by having those conversations and, uh, you know, you don't always have the opportunity to talk with everybody that you'd like to and you kind of create a connection with different individuals and, and branch out from that way. But the people on My Hockey Resource have worked to create a platform which allows people to maybe connect with people that they've never been able to meet face to face and make new connections, whether it's goaltending coaches, scouts, video coaches, uh, managers from all parts of the world. So for anybody looking to uh, maybe grow their network and, and learn from others and talk about different resources. Be sure to check out my hockey resource on Twitter and Instagram. Jason, a lot of times on that platform, they'll talk about uh, specific resources that they use to learn, whether it's podcasts, uh, articles, magazines, um, you know, different programs, softwares, the list goes on and on for you personally. What are some of the ways that you like to learn and some things that you look to for new ideas and uh, just, you know, constant feedback. Um, you know, for me, 
you know, podcast being number one, you know, obviously, you know, listening here, there's been obviously, you know, a lot in the last 365 days with online professional development opportunities through, through zoom. Um, you know, I know West West Wolf, we talked about earlier, um, had a, a online conference there that I, you know, watched quite thoroughly. The, the NHL coaches association have their webinars, um, that I've, I've tuned into, on numerous occasions, um, you know, actually one thing through, through all this in the last year, um, is delved back into, to reading a little bit. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, as much as I said this earlier, as much as you're a hockey coach at the end of the day, you coach people. So I, you know, I'm a big, you know, believer on stuff on, on the leadership side of things, um, that, you know, help you grow and how you deal with, with these individual athletes on a personal level. Cause you know, building that relationship is, is so important. Um, and then, you know, even further to that is, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, put yourself out there. When I was in the Brock sport management conference, I went, uh, for three years, I went to Brian Burke's primetime sport and entertainment conference in Toronto. Um, and, you know, obviously, it's a conference outside of the program and, you know, it's a, there's a financial commitment obviously to go into something like that, but, you know, something I look forward to each year and just interacting with people that maybe you wouldn't necessarily have a chance to interact with, or just, you know, I know um, your guest uh, Andrew Boucher from, from Ottawa there was talking a little bit about, um, you know, when he had reached out to to Dave Drinkle um, and just, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, put yourself out there and, you know, give yourself an opportunity to learn, you know, whether that be through observation, whether that be through interaction, you know, for me, when I went to that primetime conference, it was a bit of both. It was interacting with people that I probably would have never met had I not done that. It was observation and just, you know, learning about what these, what these professionals had to say and some of their experiences. And, you know, they're still, you know, I go back on my notes from being at those conferences and that was, you know, six, seven years ago. Now I still to this day go back and, you know, just pick up little things that maybe I jotted down from learning from those different individuals. So there's lots of different avenues, you know, that you could, you know, tap into in order to, to learn and and to grow as, you know, not only professionally, but personally as well. Yeah, and and moving into that personal relationship, a lot of times uh, it borders a line of mentorship or peer-to-peer mentorship. And in Niagara, there's definitely a number of those people, and it's uh, a really great hockey community. And uh, I know you mentioned a few names thus far, but once again, go over some of the people who have helped you become successful today in the game and uh, maybe some of the lessons that they taught you collectively. Yeah, I mean, I could probably sit here for an hour and 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 name off different different people. Um, so you know, obviously, you know, whether it be you know, obviously Ben Vanderklok in in my time with him since two thousand and excuse me two thousand and seven. Um, you know, whether that be Mike McCourt and Amanda Work in our program at Ridley. You know, Dave Brown, um, who I've learned so much from with with Erie in these last four years, um, you know, Wes Wolf, who, you know, again, like I said, hired me as a, as a 20 year old to be, you know, for a goalie coach position in junior hockey. Um, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many different people that I could, 
you know, list off and not even just, not even within, within Niagara, you know, I think even, even beyond that, um, you know, someone that I, I, I speak with often who I consider a friend and, you know, has been a fantastic resource is Al Jensen from, from NHL central scouting and Al's Niagara based as well. And someone I've got to know over the years. Um, and from a scouting standpoint, you know, I've have countless conversations with Al and, and every time you take away, you know, something a little bit, a little bit different. Um, so, you know, he's been someone that's been a huge resource to lean in and learn from on, on the scouting side of things. You know, there's so many, there's so many people that, you know, I could list off, I could, I could list off, you know, the players that, you know, I've, I've dealt with. Cause like I said earlier, I think as a coach, you not only learn from other coaches, but you learn from your athletes and, you know, so many experiences that I've had, you know, with my athletes is, help me become a better coach and, you know, learning how to deal with different situations, whether that be on the ice, you know, whether that be, you know, some of the demands of the position off the ice. Um, you know, I think every goaltender that I work with as I've been able to take something away from, you know, that has allowed me to, you know, kind of be who I am today from a coaching side of things. And, you know, I think, just scratching the surface of who that list will be. I mean, you're constantly learning every day. And sometimes, you know, those learning opportunities present itself, you know, when you don't even anticipate them necessarily being there. So I could, I could sit here for an hour and list off different people. Those are a few that initially, initially come to mind. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of people. I've been really, really fortunate to, you know, come into contact and learn from some phenomenal people um, in my short time, you know, in the grand scheme of things, doing this in the hockey world. And, you know, I think that's what makes it exciting is you never know what the next day is, is going to bring and, you know, what opportunity you might have to, to further learn. I'm, I'm a rink rat. I'm, I show up and do a morning practice at the rink at 6 a.m. And I'm in the rink till probably 9 p.m. Like that's, I, I, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And it, obviously with that passion uh you know continues to to work towards your development and and like you said the game of hockey you never really know what's going to come up the next day and who you're going to meet and i definitely put people on the spot with that question because the first thing you want to do is make sure that you get all those names in and don't leave anybody out because once it's released it's kind of out there in the world i'm going to go back after this is all said and done and and realize that i probably missed at least two handfuls worth of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's just the way it goes. But again, it just speaks to the the hockey community and how many people are out there and willing to help. And now in a position that you are today, uh, I'm sure you get people reaching out to you asking for advice, maybe from Brock and different programs. So looking back, maybe at a time where you were looking to get into the game, uh, if you could talk to yourself or someone in a similar position, what's one piece of advice that you would give them in hopes that they'd be successful in goaltending and hockey operations. You know what? And it's funny, obviously you're a sport management grad and you've been through that process as well. And I'm sure you'd echo the sentiments that they talked about, like, you know, volunteer opportunities and opportunities to get yourself out there. It's not, you know, necessarily about, you know, the money that you're going to make doing it. You know, it's, it's your passion and it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And, um, you know, just putting yourself out there, not being afraid 
to interact, being open-minded to continually learn um, and continually evolve and grow. Um, you know, there's stuff that I learned, you know, within the sport management program, which obviously you talk about resources, that's, that's a phenomenal one. Um, but, you know, I think just putting yourself out there, you know, not being afraid to tap into different avenues to learn and grow, whether that be, you know, a volunteer, like I started as a volunteer position with a novice MD, you know, kind of single A team off of working with my, you know, former tight coach. Um, and you never really know which way it's going to grow and evolve. And, you know, every, every opportunity that you have, whether that be, you know, through podcasts or through, you know, reaching out for information interviews. I think information interviews are, are fantastic. Um, and I've, I've used those on a couple of occasions where, you know, you go in and you're not going in to interview for a job. You're going in to learn. Um, and, you know, I, I, the couple times that I've, or the few times that I've done that, you know, I've made that very open. Like, I'm, I just want to learn. I just want to sit down and have a coffee and learn, whether that be, you know, from from anyone. I remember I remember being in the sport management program in my, I think, first or second year. Um, and Jordan Bean, who's now the Leafs video coach, um, was two years ahead of me. And he was doing a scouting internship with the Guelph Storm. Um, and I, I didn't know Jordan at all um, prior to that. And I had reached out and, you know, I wanted to get into the scouting and player development side. And I think we, you know, shared a similar passion. So I just wanted to sit down and have a coffee and, you know, kind of pick his brain on worry, you know, how kind of that opportunity presented itself with, with Guelph. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there you know, always be willing to learn and to grow and to take advice and evolve. Um, because, you know, you can, you can get, you know, you have opportunities to grow in so many different ways. Yeah. All great pieces of advice and just so many different things that you can do in the game. And even if you're not in a team setting at the beginning, you know, look for a minor hockey opportunity, reach out to people and ask questions and, LinkedIn and so many different resources that you can use just to connect with people. And uh, as you move forward in the game of hockey, you'll realize that a lot of people are willing to share information and help you along. And, you know, that's where the, the real learning and the relationship building comes in as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think yeah. one, if I don't mind me just adding one thing, you know, something that I've always pride, like tried to pride myself in was doing the best possible job where you're at. You know, it's not about, you know, that necessarily that next step, you know, every, whether you're volunteering with a minor hockey team, whether it's, you know, house league, single A, double A, triple A, novice, midget, whatever it is, you know, solely investing a hundred percent of yourself into the moment where you're at and doing the best possible job where you are. Yeah, it really, uh, you know, it comes out at the end of your tenure with the team, really, you want to make sure that you left the best impression and, uh, you know, always give a hundred percent in that position because at the end of the day, you know, they have you there for a reason. They believe in your skill set, and uh, you know, you just want to, in return, just show them what you can do and help the betterment of a team and program and and all the players involved. So, with that, Jason, I just want to thank you once again for joining me on the podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation on goaltending and getting to know about your career as well. Uh, I know things are tough in Ontario at the moment, but. 
hopefully things, uh, you know, improve over time. And I wish you all the best moving forward. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks for doing this. You know, like I had said, when you and I kind of first connected, I think this is a phenomenal resource, um, you know, just for anyone looking to be in any role within the hockey world um, to take away, you know, different things from different people in a lot of different roles. So, you know, you do a great job with this and obviously thanks for having me on. I I really appreciate that. And like I said, hopefully we can continue to get people like yourself and others in the industry on. So thanks again and, and take care. Thanks. Support for the Hockey Minds podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs. Big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada, and for those listeners in Canada, and I know there's a lot of you, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. Everybody has had that experience where the trimming has not gone right, and we want to change that. So get with Manscaped, who has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And when I tell you this is premium, this is premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave, and the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. Throw in one of the coolest features, which is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming experience. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quad stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. And if you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HockeyMinds at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code hockey minds it's time to shave those balls eh i'd like to again thank jason for coming on the podcast and providing information on the area of goaltending he is a great ambassador for those in that field and provides a great blueprint for those looking to break into that area of the industry if you would like to get in touch with jason to learn more about his experiences i encourage you to reach out to him directly or you can contact Hockey Minds Podcast at Outlook.com, and I can help make that connection for you. Our next episode of the podcast is still being determined, as we have a number of interviews being conducted this week, so check back on this upcoming Wednesday for what is set to be another outstanding episode, providing insight on the world of hockey operations. Thanks again to everyone for listening to the podcast, and subscribing on all platforms, and following on social media. We continue to rise and grow the brand and hope to bring you more content in the near future. As always, stay safe and all the best.